Hello, welcome to the Bros and Bibles podcast, where not only our biblical knowledge thrives, but our growing bromance continues. Take number three, brother. Take number three. In the last, like, two minutes. Exactly. <laughs> we are. We are struggling here today. Yeah, but but it's still light outside. Yeah. Which it's is not pro. dark. Yeah. Normally it would be uh, if it was still, like, winter. Yeah, right? but winter is finally gone, and I am so happy. Well, fingers crossed that winter is finally gone. I mean, this upcoming week's, like, 50s. Yeah, low 60s. but I'm, I really want it in, like, 70s. I mean, I could go for 80s, to be honest. Oh, no, 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 no. 70s and, like, a six-mile-an-hour breeze. Okay, I could be down with that. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. good That's good. Uh, back porch sitting weather. Oh, or balcony sitting weather. Yes, with those new chairs. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, dude, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. So, me and Dustin uh, have not been here in a while. Our last podcast that we attempted to record uh, got corrupted. Um, Very sad. Yep. So it was it was a banger too. Sorry guys. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good as well, but that's okay. Um, so we're gonna bring kind of a new style to to how we do things here. We are both um, connected to Pleasant View Church, right? I'm the I'm one of the pastors here, and he's a volunteer, and well, he's actually more than a volunteer at this point. He's Practically part-time, but that's okay. Well, yeah, pa- practically part-time with the hours I put in, but still a volunteer because yeah. I volunteer my time because I love being here. Yeah, exactly. And so um, we're going to start gearing this more towards uh, not just Pleasant View Church, but Pleasant View Church goers and possible guests of Pleasant View Church, but also any other Christian out there that, that may listen. And, and the reason we're going to do that is sometimes we're going to take what, what the sermon was uh, or what the series is, and we're just going to talk about that. And today... Yours I'm, truly actually gave the sermon that's speaking before you, Mr. Josh Teagarden. Yes, I did give the sermon. It was probably terrible, depending on who you are and how you listened. And so, Okay, he's really hard on himself, so don't take that. If you listen to it, you know it was good. If you didn't listen to it, you need to go listen to it because it was very good. Yeah, you can find it on our Facebook page, uh, Pleasant View Church. We're in Goshen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but look at our Facebook page. It's posted today if you want to listen to it. We're talking uh, in a series called God Shows Up. And it's just a beautiful series based on the events post-resurrection where Jesus appeared to several people. And I just so happened to be the first week. I was given the option to do this or Easter 2.0. And God was really tugging on my heart to talk about how um, Mary Magdalene experienced Jesus in the book of John. And, and so that was, uh, that was what my sermon was on today. It was called blinded. And, uh, if you want a little bit more context in there, you get to see Josh in a whole new light. Yeah. If please don't watch the sermon, (laughs) there are some very embarrassing, very old photos of me that come up. I mean, if you don't want to listen to the sermon, because Josh just said he didn't want you to. You just but go you through my Facebook. Go through his Facebook, and you can find him in the deep, dark depths of that Facebook page. Yeah, if you don't want to search all that much, you can just go to my profile pictures and, well, pretty much any of those. <laughs> yeah, except for the recent ones. The recent ones are fine. But yeah, those I actually look like a normal human. but yeah, The other ones are quite rough. Yeah, but the reason I shared those photos is to get the message across, right? Yes. And if, if it didn't help people get the message across, maybe it made a couple of people laugh and pay attention a little bit more. Yes. But I, I shared like how I was 
I did these things because I thought they were cool or I thought they were this or, or they made me feel this way. And I was blind to, to the actual fact that it all was disgusting and, and, and hid or covered up how I truly felt about myself. Right. And how it, it pushed people away from me and, and, and changed my demeanor and attitude. You know, I used to be super emo, as you've heard in our, our personal faith and in the intro to us uh, episodes. And so I just shared photos from that time. So if you truly want to see that and experience that, go give the sermon a watch or go through my old profile pictures and you could probably guess which ones I chose to talk about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I named my sermon Blinded. And this is a first for me because I don't ever name my own sermons. Oh, you named it yourself. Yeah. See, I didn't know that part. Yeah. So, well, first off, I don't like doing slides. I'm a minimalist when it comes to sermon giving. I don't like doing slides. See, I'm a big PowerPoint guy. Ah, see, I just can't slides do Slides are good. So. Well, if you need help on the next one, I got you. I think I did pretty well on this one. Oh, I definitely. Well, okay. Literally, it was one slide and then your pictures of yourself. That was it. Uh, the scripture was up there. Okay. The scripture. Yeah. So the bare minimum of what you could have done. Yeah. And it was still great. You remember it, right? Yes. There you go. Because it was like five slides. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like, I just felt God calling me in ways that I had never been called when it comes to writing a sermon. I don't do slides. I don't name my own sermons. I love going by series and just digging deep into scripture. But God called me not only to dig deep, but to challenge this time. And so... You know, that was one of the, the things that I heard over and over and over again after the sermon. People came up like, hey, you really challenged me. One lady said I lit a fire under her butt. I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> like, I don't want to be a part of that. But goodness, right? So, like, thank God I, I lit a fire under the keister of that human. My sister from Wisconsin listened to it, and it felt challenged and, and had questions and felt encouraged all at the same time. And so it was, I think... I think God truly was the one speaking today. Um, not to, because I'm not here to toot my own horn. You know, sure. after the sermon, I left the the sanctuary because I don't want people to look at me and, and to look at how I'm reacting and how I'm, you know, doing things. Yeah. So I left the sanctuary. I went out behind and I prayed. You know, God, if if anybody five years from now remembers this, I pray that they remember your words and not the person who gave the sermon. I pray that they remember the message that you had to put in their hearts today and not the sermon, like the sermon giver, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't do this for me. No. You know, if I did, they would need to pay me a whole lot more, right? Yeah. And I don't do this for, for the fame because, no, like yeah. what fame am I gaining here, right? I do this because I, I am truly on fire for Jesus and I want people to know about him. And I want those people to tell everybody, right? Yeah. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and open up the scriptures. Dustin just got this brand new Bible. It's uh, Star Wars themed. So Dustin, if you want to go ahead and open up to John chapter 20, read verses awesome. 11 through 18. Uh, these are the verses that I went through today. And we're just going to break it down, talk about the sermon, talk about what uh, kind of went through my head as I gave it and planned for it. Um, and we'll, it'll just call it uh, week one of Sermon Breakdown. Sweet. Yeah, I like dude. it. What a minimalist title. Right? Right. Yeah. Sorry. You wanna you wanna call it something else? No. Good. This is definitely minimalist. I like it. S B D, bro. Sermon breakdown. Subadu. Okay, now okay, we're <laughs> done with that. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Okay, so John twenty 
11 through 18. 11 through 18. You want me to read those? Yep. Okay. So the title of it is Jesus Appears to Mary Magdalene. Correct. That's what it says right here, okay? Look, we already talked about it. It's okay. I know, but still. Okay. So, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and as she cried, she bent over in, in, to look in the tomb. She t- saw two angels dressed in white. They were seated where Jesus' body had been. One of them was where Jesus' head had been laid. The other sat where his feet had been placed. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they have put him. Then she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and she didn't realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. So she said, Sir, did you carry him away? Tell me where you put him. Then I will go and get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him. Then she cried out in the Aramaic language, Rabani. Rabani means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me. I have not yet ascended to the Father. Instead, go to those who believe in me. Tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. She said, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Dope. Yeah, so that's the verses I used this morning. Is that a lot to read? Yeah, I didn't, ta- I, didn't take, I didn't take many breaths. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it'd be, it's kind of gross when you breathe into these things. Right? That's why I was trying to, like, kind of just read and not yeah. go like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. it's uh, So, yeah, the, the sermon title is Blinded. And I got that because Mary looked at the person of Jesus and saw Jesus. Gardner. And she, it says she saw Jesus, right? Not she saw someone who she thought was a gardener. She saw Jesus. Like, she, in her eyes, it's Jesus. She just didn't recognize him, right? Yeah. It didn't register. And so that's where I got the name from, Blinded. Because I, I believe that Mary was so overtaken with the fact that she was mourning the death of her, of her Lord and that she had went to the tomb to seek a dead body, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't go to the tomb to seek the living Jesus. I think that's what blinded her from seeing who Jesus is. And, and so that's kind of the, the path that I went down. And I want you to, to, to walk with me in this and, and kind of share how, how the sermon, you know, talk to you or what, like how you relate and resonate with this kind of stuff. And so, um, cause I want, I want your feedback on, on the sermon that was given today, uh, and the message that was preached. Can you do that for me, Dustin? Of course I can. And if anybody out there listens to the sermon and then listens to this, I'd love your feedback too. Uh, feel free to message me. Uh, post on our wall on our Facebook page because we have one of those now. Hey. Yeah. Um, also, if you listen to this and you're on our Facebook page, thank you for not interacting with my first post where I asked you guys for topics, but that's okay. Uh, People. Right, dude? So, Damn. blinded. My first point in this was that sometimes we can be so overtaken by emotion that we're blinded from the people in front of us. Not just that, but also from seeing what God is doing and what God is calling us to do. Have you ever been in that that situation? Oh, tons of times. So I think that's a very normal thing, honestly. Yeah. Because we are, a lot of people are really selfish nowadays. So they're blinded by the good deeds that other people do for them. Mm. And they're like, oh, well, thanks. And they kind of just blow it off. Yeah. 
um, or like people are just blinded by themselves. They yeah. just think they're great and they're perfect and like they don't take the time to actually realize like yeah what's going wrong or who they need to maybe reconnect with or not taking the time to actually realize what God's trying to do in their life. Absolutely. So they are so blind. And I've, I've fallen into this many times where like, I'm so like about this one person and talking to this one person. And then Is, I'm, this happened to be girls. Very possibly. Yes. In the recent <laughs> times. Yes. Okay. But I did not want to, I don't want to like, yeah, we're not going to get into that. No, no, no. I'm not about, throwing people under the bus because honestly I understand. Yeah. And like, there's just times where you might be talking to that person and it's just not right. Like I might think it's right, but truly once I listen to God, I'm like, okay, I understand where they're coming from and I know that it's just not right. Yeah. So you, I guess you very recently had a situation like this, right? Yeah. Very recently. You you were blinded to to maybe what God was doing in your life and and to the fact that maybe something wasn't going to happen that you really wanted to happen. Yes, correct. Yeah, I got to I got to witness that firsthand. It was kind yeah. of painful, and and I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, Man, I hope I hope that you can see what God's doing. Yeah, I I understand it a lot more. Uh, it's happened a few times, maybe in different like types of scenarios. Yeah. But similar to where I've been able to move through it and like kind of grow in that situation and be able to just kind of be happy where I am instead of trying to look f- so forward to the future. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. And and so I went went from there to say that like it doesn't matter how close you are to Jesus, this can happen to you, right? And so I used the fact that Mary was with the physical Jesus several times, right? In his presence before he died. Yeah. And was still blinded to, and and couldn't see him, right? For who he was there in in that place. And so um it should give us some comfort, right? That that even people who were with Jesus have this same thing where they're so overtaken by emotion that that they can't recognize him right in front of them. Yeah. And and so this this for me happens so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I get so wrapped and it's it's gonna sound crazy. I get so wrapped up in ministry that I can't see God working. Isn't that insane? The processes of ministry take me over so much that I I I just cannot see God you're just like stuck in the almost business side of it instead of like oh wow i'm we're literally sitting in a church right now like yeah but you're thinking more of the business side of it so i can understand that um obviously i don't for a job i don't work in ministry so i don't get that firsthand but i totally understand where you're coming from because i could be doing something that's i mean honestly Something that even we did tonight at youth group, praying, right? Yeah. You could be praying for all the wrong reasons. Or praying and not even knowing what you're praying for, not doing anything that's even godly in that prayer. So, like, you really have to focus and just be able to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. A big why. Because why are we doing this? It's to glorify God. Yeah. That's the true mission of everything you do in your life needs to be glorifying God. Absolutely. And and yeah, you're right. I do get wrapped up in the business side because planning and programming and, and, and writing and, and all this stuff, and I just get so lost in the paperwork that I don't see God going like, Josh, the, the message is right here. You know how long it took me to write this sermon once God showed up and I paid attention to him? 
Probably no time at all. Six hours. Yeah. You know how long it took me to write the sermon before this one? Like a week. It's literally, it, it took me a total. So I was writing, I wrote two sermons this week. I wrote the one that I gave today and I wrote the one before the one I gave today. Right? That one took me a total of 18 hours. Six hours for the first three days of the week. Because it was a message that I wanted to give about grieving and God showing up. Because I thought that's what the church needs to hear. That's what they're that's what they're gonna accept. Right? And God was like, Josh, I'm right, I'm right here. The message that I have for you to give through, you know, your sermon this week is right here. Pay attention to me. You know? And I had one of those real, like, Mary moments. We see Jesus go, Mary! You know, like, say her name. And I felt that this week. It's kind of like a slap in the face, man. Where, okay. Yeah, seriously. It was like, whoa. Like, like this is, this is going to be so good. Yeah. God is going to show up. Right? The whole point of the series is God showing up, and he did. I then go in to talk about how... You know, there's there's three real big steps for us to to finally see God working, right? To to sit, wait, and listen. Right? You can also say seek, wait, and listen. And the reason I said this is because Mary was seeking the dead Jesus, a body, a tomb. Right? She was in a hurry to find out where he went. She wasn't waiting at all. And she wasn't listening until somebody called her name. Mm-hmm. And if she would have done these three things, Jesus would have been, like, she would have seen him. So in our lives, we need to seek the living Jesus. Dustin, how do you seek the living Jesus? Yeah, so on that point, so a lot of times we jump to conclusions. We jump to, oh, this is definitely going to be what God wants for me. We try to think for Jesus a lot of times and it's, uh, it's not right. That's what causes like problems, causes sin, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And just causes not, not that true happiness you're looking for. Yeah. Um, so when I'm doing, when I'm trying to do this, I love to just kind of sit in my thoughts without technology, without my phone. Yeah. Cause people are glued to their phone. Like I always grab a nice Bible the new one. The May the Faith Be With You Holy Bible. That's ridiculous. That's hilarious. Okay, that's, they didn't have NIV. But crazy. obviously, obviously I have an NIV one on the way. Because you didn't want a King James version? No. Come on. I, I like to understand fully what I'm trying to read, okay? <laughs> and we all know that we can't do that with that version because yeah. we are not, we don't talk like that. For sure, man, for sure. So, but I like to sit there and usually it's at my desk or at the dinner table, whatever table you want to call it. But even this summer, I've thought about this. When it gets warm in the morning. Balcony. Oh, that balcony would be a great place. Just put on a little bit of worship music in the background. Or the gazebo across from your house, right over there by Fiddler's Pond. Oh, that'd be a great place, too. Right on the pond. over the water, dude. Saturday morning and then go fishing afterwards. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyways. Yeah, back to... (laughs) Yeah, anyways. A little dreaming there. Right. But, um, yeah, I love to just sit there... um, and just dive into my Bible yeah. and 
kind of like even do a little bit of research and like what I'm thinking about and what's going on. Maybe I can find a certain like book in the Bible that might be empowering to me during that time. Yeah. Or I love looking up random sermons from people. Yeah, dude. Um, so I can listen to a sermon. I like to take a good hour or so. For sure. Just kind of sitting there because obviously nobody's perfect. Everybody has those days where they just need that. And it just happens a lot because yeah. we're imperfect humans. Yep. And I, I enjoy that time. Even if things are Absolutely. going really well. Yeah. Like right now, my parents are doing really well. And I obviously I FaceTime them every Sunday. So I faced them earlier today. They were all sleeping except for my mom. So my mom woke them up as we were doing that. But like, I was just so happy, so enjoy. So I was like, I need to take this time to just kind of sit here and just thank God because yeah. it was just great. And like last weekend I was home with my family yeah, for Easter and I haven't seen them since like New Year's. Yeah. And it was just so great being home and being with them. Got my dad to do things that I didn't think my dad would do. <laughs> Disc golf. Yeah, dude. Uh, that was but so like, cool. Just those those little things that make me happy. Yeah. I need to even pray in those times to make sure, like, because God is making that happen. Yeah, for sure. That's great. So, and yeah. it happens with, obviously, the bad times. People always go to God for the bad times, right? Yeah. But people never realize, like, the good times, that's because of God, too. Yeah, right. So, and, it, and flip-flop, if you think only the good times come from God, then the bad times don't. You need to get in God's Word and need to have that time when the bad times happen. Yeah. Because that's when it's going to help you the most. Yeah. Well, I think we need to to be careful in how we how we state that cuz the bad times I don't think they come from God. No, right? but but we need to seek God in those times, right? Yeah. Because he is obviously king over all things. Yeah, and it, they don't come from him, but like those bad times are something that God lets you know like, "Hey, you're going to learn from this." Yeah, he can use them to he teach us. He uses those yeah. bad times. So I guess yeah, I worded that a little bit wrong, oh, but you're, No, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you worded it wrong because I think tons of people would say that. Yeah. I just think da- like they can be very dangerous. Yes. Because then yeah. people like who have cancer are like, oh, God gave me cancer. Yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's true. Do no. you? No. Okay, good. We're not going to get into that. No. That's a whole other conversation, which is going to take topic s- board so much time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Yeah. For me, I gave a pretty practical way of seeking God this morning. Right, you said you take an hour. Not everybody has an hour. No, and like I don't even have an hour all the yeah. time. So yeah. like those hours are more spread out, mm-hmm. even than I would like. But like sometimes yeah. you have to take, and Josh will come out with what he said because I agree with what he said and I like how he did it. But like those mornings, sometimes it's five minutes, yep. and that five minutes can help you so much throughout the day. And everything, because not everybody has, you, sometimes you only have a few minutes. Sometimes yeah. you're really busy and you have to get things done. And God understands that. Like, yeah, he does understand you're busy, but as long as you make some time throughout the day for him, yeah. that means the world. Yeah. And and I think, I think so many people think they don't have time, um, but then they'll watch three episodes of Netflix, right? Yeah. And like, man, I'm so busy. But How I Met Your Mother is more important than it's been. Great show, or by Grey's the way. Grey's Anatomy or or whatever, right? Yeah. 20 minutes. Practical, easy way to mm-hmm. seek God and to spend time with God. 20 minutes. Yep. Okay, you can do this in the morning, in the evening. Five minutes, read scripture, right? Find a passage, find a chapter, find a book, read scripture. 
five minutes. You can even do the same verse over and over and over again in several different versions. That's what I love to do. Five minutes. The next five minutes, journal. Right? I want you to write down what you're feeling, thinking, hearing, seeing in the scripture that you just read. Five minutes. Five minutes, pray. I want you to pray about everything that just happened. What you read, how you felt, the things going on in your life. I want you to pray for five minutes. And if you don't know how to pray or what to pray about, go ahead and reach out to us. We just did a a 50-minute, 60-minute prayer night. Yeah, it was about an hour. With nine different uh, stations that you can do every one of them except for one in your house and with your people. So, five minutes prayer. And this one, the last one's going to be really uncomfortable for each and every one of us because we can't do it, right? I'm the worst at this. But I want you to listen for five minutes. I want you to sit in silent meditation and listen. 20 minutes of your day to seek God. I promise you, if you make a habit of this, you're going to want to do more and more and more, and you're going to find another 20 minutes before you go to bed. Another 20 minutes before you have lunch. Maybe you do 10 minutes, and each thing is two and a half minutes long, right? Like yeah. you, 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 you cut it in, into fourths, right? You just do it. It's there. You have time. No matter how busy you are, you have time. Like you were talking Netflix, right? Yep. 20 minutes, right? That's a half an episode of Criminal Minds. Okay? Like, I can sacrifice that. That episode will still be there tomorrow. Are you sure about that? I don't know. I mean, Netflix can take it off whatever. Yeah. But still, <laughs> I can find that episode somewhere Yeah. tomorrow. Absolutely. But you can't always wait. Like, yeah, you can pray with God tomorrow, but why not do it today? It's just like working out, right? People say this all the time with working out. I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. Oh, I can't do it. I'll do Tuesday. Oh, I'll do tomorrow. I'll yeah. do tomorrow. But the more you do that, the more the less likely it is for you to actually do that. And the and further that's the same thing. and the and the like the un the more unhealthy you're getting. Yeah. Right? There's this idea that if we don't we don't spend time with God that we're staying still. Mm-hmm. But the we're, thing is God is moving farther away from us every second that we're not see every like every day that we're not seeking him, he's yeah. moving farther and farther away from us. This should be a priority. If you're a Christ follower, this should take priority over the hour you're going to spend on TikTok. I love, like, listen, I love TikTok, right? I I am probably the worst in this room right now because I watch it for seven hours a day. I've actually got less and less a part of TikTok. See, I am not that way. Uh, so, but that hour, just knock it down to 40 minutes and take 20 minutes of that hour and seek the Lord. So that's the second point I had, to seek, listen, wait, right? Got to be patient. Listening to God is hard and waiting for God is, is even harder because we want we live in a society where everything needs to happen now, right? We, yeah. I, ordered an amp, I ordered gym equipment this week. Everything came this week, right? Yeah, I'm everything still waiting came. for stuff in the mail. What the heck, man? Uh, it's just because I'm better than you. So whoa, okay, <laughs> whoa there. Uh, but I want to I want to touch on this though. Like being patient is so important. Like just because you need God, you think you think you need God in this certain situation, but God's not showing up in that situation. He doesn't. 
he knows when to show up. Mm. We can't tell him when to show up. Yeah. So like if we think we need him in this situation, but he's not showing up, there's a reason because he knows you're capable of doing that. Yeah. And he's with you all the time. Yeah. And he may even show up in ways that we don't recognize. Right. Yeah. That's the whole point of this. Yep. Is that is that God is gonna show up. Yeah. But it may not be how we want, and it may not be in a way that we understand and recognize. Yep. Exactly. You know. You think you think, man, God, I'm not gonna make it the next two days if you don't if you don't come now. And then two days later, guess what? You're still here. You don't think God had something to do with that? You don't think he showed up, mended part of your heart, held you together for those two days? Yeah. For him to work something amazing? Come on. It's crazy. He'll show up. That's that. God shows up. At the end of my sermon, I, I go through a list of things. You know, in your darkest times, God shows up. When you feel lost and alone God shows up like he's showing up right the last thing uh the last point that I had in my sermon was that when God finally shows you and reveals to you what's happening and what he's doing in your life move I thought that was a huge point I love move, that right because we see him say go go tell my brothers I'm coming and in all other versions, Mary takes off, right? She's running. And and I said it then, and I don't, I don't know the last time I ran, but it was probably to pizza or to the bathroom the last time uh, Mark preached and I ate really, really, really hot hot sauce. Yeah. Right? Like, she ran to tell people about Jesus. And I don't know about you, Dustin, but I've been slacking in this area. Right? I get to tell people about Jesus all the time. I got to preach today. That was so cool. But in my personal life, I can't tell you the last time I talked to a stranger about the Lord. Right? God has done so many amazing things in and around Pleasant View, in and around Jefferson Township, in and around Goshen, America, the world, in the past year, even through the, like, in, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of race riots, uh, an election season that's been terrible, God has been moving and I haven't told a single person. Nobody. Yeah, and people are going to make up excuses like, oh, I can't go up and talk to somebody. There's a pandemic. Well, for one, you have masks on now. And stay six feet. And stay six feet. You can still talk. To- Me and Josh right now are six feet away from each other. Yeah, but we not also really see on each purpose. other every day. Yeah, not on purpose, but yeah. we are probably six feet away and we are talking. Yep. Like, it's so easy to do this. But, but we're, we- we're friends. Yeah, I'm not talking about, like, you, but, like, so that was just a different way of going about this. But, yeah, the last time I talked to a total stranger, I don't remember off the top of my head. Because, like, I talk with my friends about this all the time. My friends, even on PlayStation Party, when Mm -hmm. I'm just texting people, I love to get deep conversations. I love to just kind of talk about how I'm feeling. I am a softie when it comes to that, and I absolutely love talking about yeah. this kind of stuff. But when it comes to a stranger, it leaves so fast, faster than I can run. Yeah, and I'm dude. a pretty fast dude. Yeah, man. So it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I I love talking to people. Everybody who knows me knows I love to talk. And no, I think everybody who's listening to this knows. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I, My mom, thanks. Uh, I don't know where I got this from, but... Mom, Dad, thank you for blessing me with the ability to talk a lot. The gift of gab. 
<laughs> I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's going to be excuses. Like, I don't want to step out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm safe here, right? Yeah. And I talked about that because oh, I, I was talking to my sister today about the sermon, and, and I said, I was like, some people will attribute the, the call or the push, like the nudge in your heart to move to human nature or your conscious, right? Like the, the people who, who don't believe in Jesus, they're like, oh, my conscience is just really, really, you know, nudging me right now to help this person. Yeah. Right? The, th- the thing is, human nature is going to tell you that you're going to do whatever is best for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Human nature is like, oh, whatever makes me feel good about me, right? Yep. And, and it's hardly ever going to call you into discomfort. It's going to call you further into comfort. Yeah. And then you think your conscience, right? That's never going to call you into discomfort either. Right? That's going to call you to be safe and to make smart decisions. God is the only one who's going to call you into discomfort to glorify his name and to spread the message. And, and the thing is, as Christians, we've gotten really used to this comfortable American life. There are believers all over the world dying right now for their faith, being tortured and persecuted. And we get to sit in a church and say, nah, it's not my job to tell my, my neighbor about the Lord. Get out of here, bro. It's all of our jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. It sucks. Never is it, you know, easy. But you got to embrace the suck, right? You got to step out and and do the work. Your race is never done until you cross the line and you meet Jesus face to face. There yeah. there's still time. Go, do. Move. Oh man. So yeah, this is this is huge, right? So right now, I'm gonna ask you this. Are you happy and comfortable right now? Am I comfortable right now? No, my feet are killing me. Okay. <laughs> am I yeah, am I relatively I'm comfortable, yes. Yeah. Very tired. I've been here since four thirty, but I'm comfortable in, in the yeah. life that I have. Yeah. And so am I. And so many times we're like, Oh, I'm comfortable, right? And then we think we think, oh, we're good. We're comfortable. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to go do this. And we try to tell ourselves that God is telling us to stay here. Mm, yep. To not go do that thing that makes us uncomfortable. Go hang out with that person we haven't hung out with in forever because it's uncomfortable. Yep. We try to just say we're good here. We don't need to go out of our comfort zone to go talk to that person. Yeah. Go hang out with that person. Go, I don't know. Go, go up go and speak. Serve at a at a soup kitchen. Pay for somebody's gas. You know, give yeah. a shoulder to cry on to the the random person who's having a sh- uh, you know a crappy day mm-hmm. at the at the park or at the grocery store. Right? We, we we always say the next person's got it. Yeah, and we tell ourselves that God is telling us something. Yeah, like, we don't actually listen to what He wants for our life and for us to do. We just tell ourselves, "Oh, that's what God wants." So many times. Yeah. I, I'm guilty of it Absolutely. all the time. I think that God's telling me something, but you actually have to sit, listen, and wait for him to tell you. Yeah. You can't just go out and just be like, you can't just sit there and be like, oh, he told me this. No, it doesn't It doesn't work like yeah. that. You actually have to take that time, be patient, sit there, wait, and sit, listen, and wait, yeah. and it will happen. It's not going to happen right away. We 
you're on this you're on this earth for until God decides it's your time. Yeah, until he calls and you home. He will He will tell you. He will give that push. He will mm. He's always there. He will come. He will always be there. But on not on your time. Not on your timing. You can't just tell him when to be there. Mm. So I've seen this in so many of my friends. I've seen this in myself. And sometimes, I will be honest, I see that my friends, and sometimes I'm scared to talk to them about it. Yeah. Because I don't know how they will react. Yeah. But I can't. I have to go out of my comfort zone and be that person to my friends, to my family, and tell them, like, hey, this is what's up, and I need to confront you about it. Not trying to be mean, but it's just something I think is right, and I want you to grow from this just as much as I'm growing right now doing this. Yeah, no, and and so that's that's the point I really tried to hammer home this mm-hmm. week is, is to move right. God showed up so that we can show up, right? He blessed us so that we can bless others. He's 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 evangelized so that we can evangelize, and he discipled so that we can disciple, right? He's given us the authority here, and and we need to move. We need to move. We've been blinded by ourselves for too long. And we need to move. Mm-hmm. And so the the application points were, were, you know, what I said, you know, the seeking uh, God, the 20 minutes, right? And and then to move is is to move, to listen and move. It's 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 hard and easy all wrapped into one, right? It's difficult and and simple, it's challenging. It's everything. But we need to move. Mm-hmm. The church has, has sat for too long. The church has argued for too long about things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. We got to move. People right now are starving to death, losing homes. We got to move, church. We got to move. I am, I am so frustrated with with myself and with other Christians because we're not doing this. They would rather sit and argue about why Republicans are better than Democrats than to love the Democrat. They are they are so so much more inclined to argue why the church needs to be open than to invite somebody into their house to talk about Jesus. We are so inclined to judge the homeless guy because he's dirty and smelly rather than to give him the clothes off our back and the money in our wallet and the food that would fill our stomachs. We look down on the divorced mother. We look down on the drug addict. And we judge. But instead we need to move Love and action, service, unity. We need to move. Because you can sit here and point out the wrong in all of those people. But you yourself are not perfect. And the only person who is perfect is Jesus. And you know him. Bring those broken to him. God showed up so we could show up. We got to move, church.
Dustin, me and you aren't perfect. I know. I need to move. We got to move. We got to move. Dustin, any last words on the, you know, how the sermon made you feel, what it said to you, kind of what you took away from it? Anything that you would change about it? How, how bad was I? Did I suck? Just kidding. Don't answer that. Only Jaron sucks. Jaron does suck. You're right. Yeah, that, it's been a while since we said that, but got to get yeah, that out there. He does suck. Um, but, yeah, so the sermon was great. I loved the sermon personally. In my personal life, I thought it was great, especially right after Easter mm-hmm. when you're really happy and really everything. But then, like, that week after Easter, you're kind of on a high for a while, and I think you kind of dip down at yeah. a point. So I think that's a good reminder that we have to keep going and we have to keep living on that high. Absolutely. Everybody who's had that high going to a youth conference or anything like that, that high, honestly, it needs to stop being called a spiritual high because you need to stay there all the time. Like you can't just, I mean, obviously you're, it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. There's going to be peaks and valleys, but yeah, but, you should always seek to be in the presence of the Lord like that. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I can still be called a spiritual high, but, like, we need to stay there, and we need to keep moving towards that. Like, I know I need to move on things. There are things in my life, personally, I need to move on. There's things that God is telling me to move on that I have, like, pretty much rejected and just said, oh, no, I don't think that's what he means by that, or, no, I'm comfortable here. I need to stop doing that. I need to move in my life. Um, I think everybody does um, that 20 minutes. I know sometimes I don't always do 20 minutes. It varies. It yeah. could be 10 minutes. Like you said, 15, like I know I'm busy. I'm a busy person, but there's always time for yeah. God. And I always make that time for God, whether it's morning, night, lunchtime, like there's always time when you're driving, you can think about God. Mm. Like that's a good time where you can just sit and worship music when you when you're pooping. Okay, I wasn't gonna bring that up. Well, no. So I, I this morning I, I guess about do you a pog, lot of people pooping alone with God. Thank you. I think it was uh, Justin Brown, my freshman year, who told me that. Oh, I work with that guy. I know. Pog pooping alone with God. So enjoy that, everybody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but think about it. How many times are you on on the toilet and you like TikTok? Yeah, dude, all the time. So read some scripture. Yeah, watch a sermon. Yeah, that was a weird way to take it. But yes, Sorry. there's so many ways during the day that you can do that. Yeah. At the same time, like lunch, like me and my roommate, we watch How I Met Your Mother during lunchtime while we eat. Great time. But there are t- there are days where I want to just eat and think about God, read some scripture, you know? And there's just other times where, man, I really need to listen to my own advice Because I love helping people. I'm a big fan of that. And I love just giving advice. But there's sometimes I give advice to people that I need to listen to myself. And I don't. And there's so many ways to go out and live outside of your comfort zone. And do the things that God is telling you. And not the things that you think or you're telling yourself God is doing and wants you to do. So there's just... There's a difference. There's a huge difference, mm. and it will change your life. Yeah, that's great. Well, I hope I hope each and every one of you can take something from this. Um, you know, even as, as I sit and talk about a sermon that I gave and I studied for, I'm still challenged myself. You know, 
God is, is speaking to me as well. And, and I know that I also need to move. I also need to do more for the kingdom. And I also need to seek God because I can get lost in the business of church rather than the mission of church. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just want to leave you guys with this very simple, very easy prayer. May the God of sight remove the blinders. May the God of love flow through you and use you to help others. And may the God of the resurrection give you new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.